Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Well, last week we continued our marriage series with Mandy, but because obviously we're not married. She brought in her husband and had a great time sharing some of those difficult things about, you know, the things that you want to say to your spouse, like, I don't know about that outfit. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about what you made for dinner last night. How to do that with tact and respect with love in marriage. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, this week, I am very excited to have my husband, Charles, in studio to co-host the show. Charles has been a teacher for 15 years. He's now an assistant principal. Uh, we've been married for 15 years as well. I never put those two together. We've been <laughs> good things happened about 15 years ago. Apparently, that was mm-hmm. a good time for us. <laughs> yeah. See, I think what happened is once I married you, I realized I needed to get the rest of my life together. Ah, uh, you needed so to get a job. I needed to get a job. I needed to... <laughs> Settled down this crazy life, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Well, welcome to being my co-host today on the radio. This is so exciting. Versus just life, right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's jump in. We have such a short amount of time. Um, You know, it's really difficult in marriage to have open communication and important, fruitful conversations with your spouse when you're in the heat of an argument. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Agreed, yes. It's just you're angry, you're hurt. Emotions are overflowing, and you want to address this thing that has just happened. Mm-hmm. But that's not the time. That's that's not the time, obviously, to have those types of conversations. So that's one of the things we wanted to talk about today. What are some of those topics that we really have to take the time, a concerted effort, to set aside when things are good, in the happy times, in the date night when you have extra time to discuss important things about your marriage? What are some of those topics that should be addressed outside of the argument. Exactly. Right. So when things are going great, that's actually a really great because you're in the right frame of mind to have those conversations. Uh, You're more of who you are instead of the angry person uh, that erupts sometimes in those arguments who is probably going to regret most of the things that are said or done. And so having these regular moments to check in and to have some really good conversations when things are going great, uh, chances are, even if it's a difficult conversation to have, we're probably going to be more proactive in reaching a solution together Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to when we're angry and defensive uh, after an argument. You know, we wanted to talk today about a lot of different things, and it's funny what spurred on our idea was a conversation you had with one of your friends. Right. We were just sort of discussing, you know, as parents and as dads, There's going to be a moment where we take our sons aside and sort of have a little talk with them. And not the typical talk that you're thinking about, but it's the when a boy gets to a certain age and he starts to show interest in girls, women, and maybe particularly like the one. uh, We were just kind of chatting back and forth about how we need to be very uh, cautious to our sons about 
women who are just straight up crazy. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just leave I'm, it at that. We won't uh, as women take offense to that, but you know. Right. And so we, we just kind of were talking about uh, really big like red flags hmm. uh, that we've observed as men, grown men now in our 30s and almost 40s. You know, what are we going to do and say to our kids be like, hey, these are some things like she might be great. However, there are some red flags that we're noticing. And uh, and so I thought that was interesting that you were just sort of like, really? So what would be my red flag? And I just kind of said, it wasn't a red flag. I just said, everybody has a little bit of crazy. Yeah, we're all crazy. Right. We got that surface crazy, you know, that's not so difficult to deal with, maybe challenging, but much easier to work through. And then there's the deep-seated crazy. Right. There's like clinical crazy, <laughs> like certifiable crazy. We're just talking about, you know, what are some of those like quirky little things here and there that of course you're going to live with and you really love about those people, but sometimes it either drives you crazy or you just kind of like sit back sometimes and shake your head going, wow, I really am having a hard time understanding this person. They are very difficult in this particular situation. Well, and let's get to the bottom line. It's not just to have conversation about this, but we all know you've heard before. It is the little things. And it is. Over time, yes, the big stressors are a challenge in marriage or in any relationship. But truly, truly, it is the small things when not addressed, not talked about. There's not open communication about them and the ability to work through them that build up, build up, build up. And before you know it, you are a divide. There's a huge divide between you and your spouse over the little things. Right. And those little things, hopefully in a marriage uh, and as long as that we've been married, we're aware of our own crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it doesn't come as a surprise to someone when their spouse comes out and says, wow, you have this particular uh, you know, tick or you really fly off the handle when this happens. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a surprise to that person when it happens. Uh, so prior to engaging in this conversation, it's really important to know oneself uh, and to be comfortable with somebody coming, not necessarily at you in a critical way, but coming at you and saying like, hey, I really think that if we were able to overcome this, we get we are able to go uh, grow closer together uh, and just sort of acknowledging that we all have a little bit of crazy and it's OK and that yeah. we still love each other despite it. Um, but you need to have an understanding of what that is. Well, and, and the reason we bring this up is truly for the bottom line of growing closer together to sharpen one another. I mean, that's in marriage, one of the greatest parts of the relationship is your ability to sharpen one another in love and to learn how to create new norms that avoid those triggers and those hot buttons. Because none of us like to be in that seat being pushed or we realize we're pushing the button, but for some reason we can't stop. Like I just keep wanting to push that button. Um, We don't want to do this because we want fuel against our spouse. We don't want to do it because we want to hold it over our spouse (laughs) or to shame them or take advantage of them. None of that. This is truly to sharpen each other and have a better marriage. Right. So word of caution to all the dads and husbands out there. So if you're having this conversation, uh, you got to be able to kind of go back to last week's. And we were talking about what Matt and Mandy shared is like, you know, be able to use tact, to use love mm-hmm. uh, and to be ready to kind of get like some interesting looks. Yeah. Uh, because you gave me that interesting look <laughs> when you said or you asked, uh, so what's my crazy? Yeah. You know, almost like. 
Oh boy, really Here put me on the spot. Well, go ahead. What is my crazy? We we've talked about this, and we decided we're going to share this because it's important that we're transparent about how to talk through these kinds of conversations. Yeah, and when you asked me, I had no problem saying it right out in front. I don't even think I hesitated like a half second. I probably should have, but <laughs> at least you know that without hesitation, you knew that I was speaking the truth. And uh, and I flat out said, like, you have a weird thing with food. Yeah, you do, and it's. Uh, it, it's very strange. Like you'll go um, like especially like right before either like a holiday or after a holiday. It gets a little <laughs> strange. Like things have to be just right with the meals. Um, but the biggest thing is like setting yourself up for an upcoming diet or exercise plan. I don't know what you mean. No, just kidding. You know, and it's not like I understand getting prepared. Yeah. You know, you always want to. Yeah, absolutely. You want to get into like, you don't want to do like a whole food 30 challenge. You want to go paleo, Atkins, keto, whatever they're <laughs> called. If you want to get into All that, of it. you want to get prepared. But you prior to these <laughs> diets, like you go like a little Mardi Gras, <laughs> like you go a little Fat Tuesday. Uh, and it's like, well, I need to have this ice cream now uh, because I'm not going to have ice cream for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> so I'll eat like three of them, yeah, three so, <laughs> pints of ice cream. Like even stuff that wasn't in the house. <laughs> I have to go to the store right <laughs> now. I have to go to the right store now. and get this. It's not like yes. we're cleaning out the fridge and like, oh, we need to get rid of these Pringles because we're never going to eat them again. Uh, and so, but it's, you know, that's that's one side of a good coin is, or the other side of the coin is that you're very dedicated and you're very committed to the things that you put your mind to. Because yeah. you know that if you're going to go into something that's going to require like 100% commitment, you are all in. Truth. Right. And so, but the Thank other- Thank you. you know, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's the that that's what makes it so great. That's what makes you so great. And, and that's a, and usually I think what we found is that the crazy in your spouse is really the flip side of a very strong and very good quality. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so, well, at least we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard to find out because you're like, man, this person is really, really crazy. But if you love this person and you really kind of look at them as a whole, as a creation of God, as someone who, you know, you're willing to put your life on the line for that that crazy is usually something that's actually really positive. And I'm glad you said it that way because that's really the precipice for change. And so when you can have, it sounds like we're having fun here. You know, we're talking about this funny thing like Kim goes and buys 50 candy bars. But what happened was in him saying that to me, and I will tell you God's honest truth, I was surprised when he said that to me. I mean, we've been together for 20 years, and I didn't think he noticed that about <laughs> me. <laughs> but what was fantastic about it is it started on the surface, and that allowed for good conversation because I didn't respond with, um, you know, feeling embarrassed. I didn't respond and, and snap back at him like, mm -hmm. well, what do you mean? We were able to talk through that. And as the days and weeks followed that conversation, I realized that I do that in a lot of areas of life. Like kind of like a binge, like I will be gung-ho about something um, for a short amount of time and I'll overdo it and burn myself out. Right. And so I could notice that pattern and talk through that with him. Do you see this too? Like I, I really feel like the Holy Spirit put this on my heart that I'm doing this in other areas of my life also and that's not healthy. Yeah, and what I thought was just sort of a passing conversation because I was just sort of filling you in on a conversation I had with somebody else. Yeah. Several days later, you came back and shared that with me, and and uh, and that was really big. Like, I, first of all, I didn't know 
that you didn't know that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was pretty obvious that you had this thing about food. Yeah. But then the fact that I just sort of said it out loud and not in a hurtful way. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't fighting. We didn't. Right. We weren't having an argument at the time when I mentioned it. Be, but because of that, it allowed you to have some retrospective, right? Yes. Uh, and to really kind of think about some other things in your life. And you're like, wow, that really kind of, it's not food per se. No. Um, it's this whole other thing. Yeah, I, I tend to have this, you know, kind of bingy personality with certain areas of my life. So it allowed for some time with the Lord to say, what does that look like and how can that be different? And how can Charles help me with that? And this is a great example of something that he noticed and we weren't planning on talking about it but then you know there's those deeper things too i come from a family of divorce and so abandonment is something we've had to talk about all 20 years Mm -hmm. it's an ongoing conversation that is part of my crazy the way that when we first married were married there was a lot of things that i had crazy thoughts satan would pour in my mind that every time charles walked out the door even if it was just a 7-eleven if he was frustrated I thought, well, he's never coming back. And I believe that. And that kind of crazy thinking is something that needs to be worked through over time and talked about and is important and serious. But until it's brought out into the light and the conversation is started, it's just going to build deeper and deeper and you're going to be separated further and further in the middle of an argument. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the only one with crazy. No, no, obviously (laughs) not. And like it wouldn't actually be... Um, as far, cause, look, everybody's got a little bit, yes. you know, at a minimum, sure. at least one issue or 20 or like <laughs> me, I have, I don't know. We lost count after we started, like <laughs> we did a little personal inventory. I was like, wow, I actually, uh, I thought I had like a pretty good list. And then, you know, you chimed in with a few others and I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess my crazies are a little bit different than what, uh, what I thought mine were. Yeah. Well, God bless you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just want to throw out a Bible verse here that's so important. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Mm. And that just really spoke to me in preparing for this show and uh, reminding me of the gift of marriage, that it's easy to think, I can handle this on my own. I got this. And even if you are not in a marriage relationship, having a dear friend or someone in your very inner circle that you can talk these things through, being able to have a helpmate or a helper changes everything. And again, starting that process with yourself. Lord, show me. Lord, reveal to me. What what is it I need to work on? And then being able to voice that to your spouse so you can work together as a team, like in Ecclesiastes. Always better than being alone. So you're you're crazy. What is it? Um, there's so many, dear. Well, so this is a good – okay, so maybe before – I, I thought this would be kind of neat to kind of share with people out there is that um, maybe before you have this conversation, yeah. kind of do a little personal inventory of yes. what you think your top maybe yes. three crazies are. Yes. You know, and so when we were having this conversation, it was like, OK, so let's let, let's, you know, by ourselves on mm-hmm. our own, let's list or maybe even like rank our own crazies. Yeah. And then <laughs> once we kind of have a good list, then share that with your spouse and see how well they match up. So when we were doing this, the two that I thought were on my list that you also hit on um, were my, I have this disdain for crowds. Yeah. Especially heat. And and, and, right. And so like, you know, and 
it's hard to get away from that here in San Antonio in the summertime. And it's like you want your kids want to go to like a theme park or if they just want to go to Six like flags in July. Oh, baby. yeah. That is like my <laughs> least favorite thing. Like I rather go to an amateur dentist. Like I, <laughs> I rather do uh, like so many other things. Uh, and I don't even mind the heat so much. Like I love yard work yeah. out in the heat. But it's the combination of crowds and heat yeah. it just drives me nuts something breaks inside of you yeah but then when we were going over this you shared something about me that i didn't realize was such a big issue but then like once you started like explaining it i was like oh my gosh i really need to work on that because it's around a critical time of year yes so one of the things that is is a struggle that we've been working through for a long time now is your struggle with gifts and not like gifts of the spirit we're talking about like a tie, a popcorn machine, whatever it is. And we didn't realize this until we started having kids. Now, if you're just tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio, usually with Mandy and Kim. Today, Kim and Charles, my sweet husband. We're here every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? So we just started talking about your quirky relationship with gifts and it it started out as thinking it was quirky but it really is something a little more deep-seated and we realized this when we had kids and I remember this Christmas I was pregnant with our second we have three kiddos our son who's the first grandson for my side of the family the first grandchild Um, let's just say there were probably 200 presents under the tree I mean it was crazy time it was crazy yeah i thought it was i would i would go so far as to say it was obscene yeah (laughs) and i might have used that word like several times it's like this is actually getting disgusting yeah like for a child to have this many gifts i mean jesus only had three uh so for our son to have i mean it, it was getting it was it took all day to open presents i mean they came from all over the world the first grandchild it was it was over the top but there, I'm thinking, this is over the top. Next year, it'll be different. You know, we'll tell them, tone it down. And I moved on. It turned into days and days and months of conversation and stressful discussions because it really upset you. Yeah, and it continued, like, even for myself to receive a gift, it wasn't so much that I was unhappy with my own son to receive right. gifts, you know, who we sure. cherish and we love and, you know, everything for him. But at the same time, like I've, I realize that I have a thing with gifts. Yeah. I even have a thing with praise, you know, yes. and if we were actually talking about like the five love languages, uh, like gift giving or gift receiving, I believe is the, is the love language gift receiving. I would actually put that on a hate language for me. Like I don't, <laughs> it's so far down on yes. my love language list uh, that it is, it is not even in the top you know, 10. Uh, and because I really struggle with receiving gifts and praise, praise. Yeah. Even, even words of affirmation. Gifts are like a physical praise for you. So it's, it's this two sided thing. It's very hard to get. Now the flip side of that, like you said, for me is this is a man who is very selfless. I can tell you many stories where he has come home without shoes, without other personal belongings because he's given them to homeless people on the street or come home very hungry uh, very often because he will give his food away to people in need or people on the street. So his lack of desire for gifts, um, he 
just completely gives to everyone else. He's incredibly generous with his money and with gifts and with time and anything that he can give. So that's the good side of that, the good side of that coin. Um, he is not selfish at all. He never hoards things or buys expensive things for himself. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Well, it's true. Well, but I think the but the the the, uh, the ugly side of that coin is yeah. that uh, holidays, yes. birthdays, and those things I can really make that a bad day because yes. of that crazy side of me. And so when people, I've learned now, uh, people ask me, what would you like for this particular holiday or this particular, uh, maybe it's a birthday coming up, mm-hmm. I have to say something. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm i trying really hard to not just say that, yes, this would be a great gift to receive, um, but I've actually learned to enjoy that gift and yeah. to enjoy the process and uh, to understand that it really brings a lot of other people joy to mm-hmm. give gifts, even though that's not what I like to do. Um, I have to understand that that's really where a lot of people are coming from. That's how they show love. Yeah. And for me to not receive that in a positive way is almost to reject their love. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's really difficult. <laughs> like Christmas, we're in our matching PJs and having an amazing day, and you're like shutting it down with your grouchy face. And that was not fun. It has been a long process of these difficult conversations, not in the heat of the moment, not in that you're crazy and I want you to know it moment for me, and truly calling on the power of the Lord to calm and create a space. Like, Lord, I need you to let me be calm in this moment. This is not the time on Christmas morning to address <laughs> this with my sweet husband. Right. And, and we work through the day and find a time when we, like we said, outside of the argument, outside of the moment, where the Lord creates a space for you, where you're on a walk, where we're on a date. And I can say, you know what I've noticed? Yeah. And it's hurtful, not to just me, but our family. And we've had this conversation, and now we know those triggers. And so before a holiday comes, we know we need to... Just have a little chat. Like, how are we going to handle this? How (laughs) are you going to handle this? Right. And so, you know, although I haven't had to be on a couch with a therapist yet, um, you know, there are some things like, but before we get there uh, to kind of like deal with my crazy. And, and, you know, ultimately it's about enjoying, you know, the time, the season, and really just enjoying each other as a family. Uh, And so, but, but again, if there's no like conversation, ahead of time yeah. if they're because we know hey look the holidays happen every year around the same time mm-hmm. uh we need to have those conversations leading up to it um and just so we kind of all we're always on the same page yes um and then we could kind of you know not only just take like our words but we also look at our, our nonverbal cues uh as we sort of like address these kind of things as we continue to be better parents and to be better spouses to each other yeah um you know that's one of those things we just have to constantly constantly work on that is why this is such a big next talk issue. You know, we talk about protecting our kids from the online world, but all of that boils down to open communication. And that starts in your marriage. Your kids are watching that from a young age. What does that look like? And for us, it's super key that we are preventative, proactive, and that these conversations are ongoing. It's not a one and done mm-hmm. because we change and our marriage grows and our needs change too. And so it's very important that we're addressing those at all times. And it's not easy, not easy. Most of us know our crazy is not visible to the outside world or super obvious, but the beautiful gift of marriage, I think one of God's greatest gifts to us um, is that he gives us someone to walk through life with that sees our crazy and if we're talking about it, and if we're in a healthy marriage, we will, we will know that they're not going to run out the door and leave us. So being known mm-hmm. and being loved 
is such an incredible gift in marriage, but it does take the work. Right. I think, you know, we kind of equate it to, you know, getting a college degree or preparing to have a career. You know, we spend tens, maybe even like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a certificate uh, that prepares you for life in the real world, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in which you get a job where you work 40, maybe 60, sometimes 80 hours uh, in a week. And uh, and you do that job for, you know, maybe from your 20s to your 60s, about 40 years. Um, And there's very highly skilled, highly trained people who take you aside and actually you you get training on this. Whereas like in marriage, this is a 24 seven relationship. There is no formal education for it. Um, And there is no, you know, let's let's take four years out of our life to go and study how to be a great spouse. Um, This is sort of like this is on the job training. Uh, This is an internship where you constantly have to learn to get better. You have to learn to know, um, you know, what makes your spouse tick um, and to address, you know, things as they go. It it requires and the only really way to do that is to have some time to really talk and to communicate and to and and, in a loving way. Uh, take care of these issues. Well, and you have, you know, employees that never go home. You know, we have three of them that wake us up in the middle of the night. So <laughs> it is a whole nother realm <laughs> of of work. Yeah. And it does take the most commitment. And, you know, what I would say is the first step is, Lord, reveal to me my crazy. Mm-hmm. Show me what that is. Help me to find peace with that and accept your forgiveness and your help in that and then start having these conversations with your spouse the more transparent you are the more transparent they are and pray before you have that conversation that the lord would give you a spirit to receive and then make it a habit an ongoing habit you got to make it a habit you got to set time out you got to look at you know once a week we try to sit down and have a time to you know look at this together uh when's a good time this week to sit down and actually put it all um we could have these conversations because if it doesn't get put on the planner it doesn't happen it doesn't happen marriage the most important relationship takes a back seat to everything else absolutely well thank you so much for joining us on next talk radio normally with mandy and kim but thank you my sweet charles for being here today that was a lot of fun thank you so much we're here every saturday at 10 a.m on am 630 the word next talk radio is brought to you by next talk a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next topic?